Welcome to Box to Box Football. All right, welcome to Box to Box Football. I feel like you guys just saw us. Uh, it's just it's me and JJ tonight, and we're gonna go through the third round of the FA Cup, and we wanted to come to you uh, today because. Unlike other years, this tournament seems to keep spreading out like NCAA football. They want to play every night of the week. And now we have Thursday football in the FA Cup. So, I mean, just uh, it's amazing how, how big this tournament's become, uh, you know, in, in America and some of these other places. Yeah, well, Sean, as you said in our last episode, it's very much about the money. But the beautiful thing is, I mean, from the third round onwards, every match is going to be aired in some sort of capacity, whether it's here in the United States, whether it's across the world, you'll be able to see some sort of FA Cup action. This is... I mean, this is kind of like my Christmas day all over again. I almost even consider the third round of the FA Cup part of the festive fixtures because yep. it's right at the end of it. It's you get all these great stories. This is I mean, it's it was the only match that you could see in England for up to a long period of time because everything always was on it the Saturday 3 p.m. blackout except for the FA Cup final at Wembley. So, yeah, lots to dive into, Sean, especially because we've got a couple of really nice storylines that's shaping up for this round. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, when you, when you look at the first few games, I mean, the Thursday and Friday games, uh, and, and obviously the Monday game we'll get to later, but, you know, three of the four matches are all Premier League ties, and there's there's you know at least one other Premier League tie that's a massive, massive encounter. But uh, you know, there's 64 teams here, so you don't always get these all Premier League ties. But you know, right here, right off the bat, the first four, you know, Thursday, Crystal Palace at Everton, 3 p.m. Eastern time, Friday, January 5th, Brentford at Wolves. 215, Fulham at Rotherham 230, and Tottenham Burnley at 3 o'clock. So there's different windows as well. Yeah, I mean, as you said, it's kind of insane because you have 20 teams that have progressed from round two to round three. For those that are unfamiliar of the greatest knockout club competition in the world, pretty simply put, every team has an opportunity in, well, at least every team in the first 10 tiers of English football can get through. You have six qualifying rounds. It actually starts with the extra preliminary round, then the preliminary round, then qualifying round one, two, three, four. Then the EFL teams start entering in the competition. So you have all these non-league teams all across the country who are battling it out just to get to the first round proper. Then it gets down to 20 teams that join the 44 championship and Premier League sides. And yeah, wouldn't you know it, because you've got four all Premier League ties, that means you're going to have 16 ties in this competition that don't include Premier League teams. So we're actually going to have a nice little bit of diversity heading into round four. But yeah, the um, the one that sticks out from these first two days, Sean, is it definitely has got to be the Brentford Wolves match for me, because we spoke about it in our last episode where Brentford are in a real spot of bother right now because they're a team that are struggling at the moment. They're struggling for identity. They've lost five in the bounce in all competitions. You have to go all the way back to the beginning of December when they beat Luton Town 3-1. And if you skip past that, then they have lost six of seven. Meanwhile, Wolves, they're the best team in the festive window. They went three of three, putting a few teams to the sword. One of those being Brentford that was back 
um, on the 27th goals from Lamina, twice from uh, Wang and once from Bellegarde. Jonas Visa got things going to level it at one for Brentford, but really it could have been six or seven to one. And I think with this match being back at the G-Tech, Brentford might be playing for a little bit of pride because we've seen it throughout the years, Sean, that teams that are at the bottom of their various um, standings, whether it's the Premier League, whether it's the championship, this is an opportunity to give your season a little bit of life as opposed to the week-in, week-out grind of can we nick a point or three points every couple of weeks? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's just 732 teams started and there's 640 teams before they even got into the main competition. 124, 32 qualifiers. I think that Brentford, 100% the whole plan for Brentford was to sell Tony when the ban ended, the gambling ban, obviously. Um, you know, he, he, I think it's over now, I believe, right? He's he's eligible to play or, or it's getting close. I know it's before the window closes. Um, but I, I, you know, and they wanted to cash in and maybe buy. I'm not sure they could do that now because they might need his goals um, to to stay up. I mean, they're – I'm not sure. I'm still not sure if they're in danger of going down. But, you know, a few more bad results, you know, stranger things have happened, and they're not playing well. However, like you said, sometimes, you know, Wolves may rotate here a little bit to get some other players an opportunity um you know Brentford might say look we can kickstart our season like you said with this game so I think that's pretty big I, I think the Palace and Everton game uh same thing uh you, know, you got some players coming back for Palace Everton hasn't been playing well after they were for such a long period uh it's a weird game I mean I I, I would think both of these teams might say uh, you know we were better off being out of the tournament uh you know we can't win it um but, you know, both of these teams have a, a history of making deep runs in the tournament. So, you just, you know, I, I, I always think, look, I mean, especially with this break coming up, you know, like you said, you can play your way into it. You know, there's enough, you know, breaks now. Neither Palace and Everton aren't in Europe. So, you know, you I think you could play, you know, a decently strong team and go out there. So, I think that game is interesting. Tottenham, Burnley, um, you know, for Burnley – you know, it might not be the worst thing in the world to, to be out of this and to be focused on the Premier League. So, uh, you know, Tottenham could could probably throw out their reserves and probably win that game. But, you know, it, it's interesting to see, especially, you know, before we get into all the Saturday games and, the you know, there's there's five games at 730 or 745 on Saturday, including probably the biggest game of the day outside of the Premier League. Yeah, uh, just a, so I checked on the Tony bit. It said earliest is Jan 16 that he could come back. So he wouldn't be eligible for this tie or the replay, I believe. But okay. then when Brentford, and again, this is all coming from reports from a few weeks ago. So And then match fitness could very well be a thing. But um, yeah, I, the Palace Everton bit could be there. And keep an eye, by the way, with Everton because you know they were penalty kicks away from a League Cup semifinal. So they've been a little bit of a cup team as yep. well. But um, yeah, the Saturday matches, I mean, this is obviously the big crunch, you, you know, kind of the big chunk of the schedule and there's a few ones that stand out for me we'll get to the Sunderland Newcastle one in a little bit um 
that stick out, but there's a few teams that have actually kind of put together some nice little runs over the last few weeks to get themselves into a good position. Remember also you have Coventry who were um, the highlighted team and welcome to Wrexham last season who are knocked out of this stage of the competition. Don't think for a second that Coventry hasn't forgotten about the fact that a national league team beat them at their play. So they've got Oxford United at home, um, whatever we call the Rico arena now. I think it's something like the Coventry Builders Association Society Community Center facility. It's It's the Rico. It's the Rico arena. Um, Yeah, it is actually. Gillingham. I don't know for those that forget about Gillingham, but this is the second consecutive year that the League Two side are going to be hosting a Premier League team at the Priestfield Stadium in Kent. This time they have Sheffield United. Last year they had Leicester. Frankly, I think Gillingham probably will win this match. They've actually been in decent form over the last yep. couple of weeks. Um, I've got a couple others, Sean, but I know you want to talk about the Sunderland Newcastle game because my goodness, that's going to be set up for absolute scenes. Yeah, and that, that that's the early game there on uh, you know the seven forty five kickoff. And there, there, there's some other interesting, you know, in, in those early games, Maidstone, Stevenage. You know, you said you talked about Coventry, Millwall, Leicester City, two two championship teams there. But yeah, look, Sunderland, Newcastle. Uh, I, I, I went on the record, uh, this morning's podcast saying that, you know, if, if Eddie Howe loses this game ahead of the games with Villa and Manchester city, I think he's in all kinds of trouble. I don't even know if he makes it to next week. Um, you know, if, if Sunderland embarrasses Newcastle and I, you know, embarrasses them would, would be any kind of win. And, you know, arguably, you know, a, a replay. Um, I, I think he's in all kinds of trouble. And I think you could see him going. Look, Sunderland's going to be up for this game. They're playing well in the championship. Uh, Newcastle is not playing well. The only thing is, they, once again, Newcastle, look, they're not going to want to lose this game. And, and you know, the, the, they're, they're going to be up for it as well. I mean, to be honest... Newcastle, I think if they would have had anybody else but Sunderland, you know, if they would have had Leicester, if they would have had Ipswich Town, if they would have had somebody like that, I thought it, I think it would have been, you know, kind of a trap game for them. They're not going to be – there's no trap here. They know who they're playing. They know what it's about. I just don't know if Newcastle's backups or whoever plays in this game, because I don't even know if they have any backups at this point, everybody's hurt. I don't, I, I don't know if they're good enough to win the game. They might not be. No, um, frankly, Sean, I think that they will lose this match and it actually could get ugly. There's a player that I'm going to be keeping a big eye on. That's Sunderland's Jack Clark, who's in sensational form right now. 26 goals in the championship. He's had a goal or assist in each of Sunderland's uh, three matches over the festive period, two wins and a draw. He's going to be the guy that's either going to be on the ball consistently, whether it's through the central or central left. Um, he'll be pulling the strings. Of course, we can't forget about Joe Bellingham, of course, who he just always kind of pops up in the middle. Uh, Alex Pritchard is solid. I was a little curious of the appointment of Michael Beal who was not great with Rangers after yeah. Tony Mowbray left uh, Sunderland. But it seems like the club's kind of turned it around. They're currently in the playoff fight right now. And that's a big club 
Sunderland are a big club and they should not be in the championship. They should have never been in league one, but we've all seen how that went down in uh, Sunderland till I die. And don't forget as well, Sunderland have Ipswich coming up on the uh, away from home after this. So they need to be in good form. And I don't think that their form is going to slip. You mentioned the Maidstone match, by the way, because I think that's one of the two, the um, these are the reasons why we watch this competition. Yeah. Um, Maidstone is one. Now Maidstone, were in the National League last year, the you know National League Prem or the Conference Prem for old money's sake. Uh, they got relegated, so they're in the National League South right now. They've had to get through five rounds to get to this point. They have played the most in this competition of any team that's remaining. Did a little math. They've made over 126,000 pounds in winnings from the five matches. They go up against Stevenage. Now, Maidstone fourth in National League South, Stevenage seventh in League One. It's roughly 69 to 70 places between the two. That's the second biggest gap that we'll see. The other being West Bromwich Albion of the championship, who's currently uh, fifth, takes on Aldershot Town of the National League, who are eighth at 75 places. But Maidstone, uh, which, by the way, this is not confirming or denying, but I've heard that the Gallagher Stadium in Kent has some of the best pies in all of England. Chris Th- this is what, what I've heard. Chris Smalling so, Chris Chris Smalling played for Maidstone United. Uh, 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 and look, this these are the games. I mean, th- yep. this team, ba- from getting to this point, you know, those winnings put people to work. You know, the, yeah. the, that's the thing. I mean, they're on TV in the third round. They're going to get a ton of money for this game. You know, if they if they can win another game, they're going to get a ton more money. These things pay for this team to stay in operation. For yeah. another year. I mean, that that's the thing. I mean, when, when you see, look, Wrexham's a little different, obviously, because they have, you know, Hollywood owners. But, you know, t- say they weren't there and they made that run and, you know, it, it, it pays for these teams to stay here. So, you know, I, I always, you know, say it, it's interesting. You know, you, you got a Newport County versus Eastleigh at 10 a.m. Yeah. You know, that's a big game for both those teams. I mean, that's one of those teams is going to be in the fourth round and making more money and, and you know, with a chance maybe to, to win another game. Um, you know, Plymouth Argyle and Sutton United. Um, Sutton, remember, who got to the fifth round, uh, what was it, less than a decade ago when they're in the National League. They hosted Arsenal. Yeah, yep. You know, you, you got, you know, Peterborough Leeds, Shrewsbury Town, Wrexham. You, 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 once again, you mentioned uh, West Brom and Aldershot Town on Sunday. There's a lot of these games. Yeah. And I – Look, I, I love the Premier League, and I, I love you know I'll, I'll watch La Liga and these other things. But sometimes it's pretty cool watching these FA Cup, you know, the lower teams, and you see you know the pitches uh, dis- disaster and the you it, know it's it, gotten a little better now. But it's yeah. funny though the um, the Maidstone match that's going to be played on three G. That's going to be played on artificial surface. That's wow. something that Stevenage is not accustomed to because of course in the EFL you can't you only play on grass. So all of a sudden you got to change things up a little bit. That's it's it. These are the little quirks, the little quirks that I love. Um, The other national league uh, entrant Chesterfield, who's currently top of the national league back in the third round for the third consecutive season, they've got a trip down to Vicarage road to take on Watford, but Chesterfield are top and they're top by some distance right now. Don't be surprised to see them um, make a little bit of noise. That's another 10 a.m. kickoff. Uh, to me is interesting just because you know Rooney's out there he didn't do very well but this you know this whole city team is around the playoffs they've been pretty good 
uh, until the other day when they got that, that terrible red card given to them. Uh, the referee just blew that. I was watching that match, but I, I thought that match was interesting. And then, you know, in the 1230 window, Chelsea Preston North End, Middlesbrough, Aston Villa, you know, Chelsea came into the season with all this kind of high hopes and they haven't been playing well. Maybe a game like this could kickstart them. However, you know, Preston North End might say, Look, I, you know, they're they're a mess. We're gonna they're gonna rotate. We'll see what we can do. And I, I you know, look, Middlesbrough, Aston Villa at Middlesbrough, you know, I, I would like to see how Aston Villa handles that. Um you know, with all this other stuff they got going on, if 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 Aston Villa's in an FA Cup, deep in an FA Cup, in a top four battle, in a, a conference league round of sixteen, quarterfinal, semifinal, stuff like that, uh, you know, they're going to be juggling all these games. I I would like to see how they could do that. You know, maybe they feel a little bit of a weakened team. Although, I would say. You know, Villa has as good a chance as anybody in this tournament to win it. So uh, it, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, they're going up with that Villa-Borough match. Borough, the only non-Premier League team to be in the EFL Cup semifinals as they got through yep. Port Vale a couple of weeks ago. They've been a little bit hit or miss over the festive pick, uh, fixtures, but don't think for a second that, which by the way, Villa on Saturday home, Chelsea on Tuesday home in the League Cup semifinals. That's going to be on the ninth. So quick turnaround there i'm going to be curious to see what our boy mike uh, michael carrick does in terms of his team selection which competition does he value more because remember with that league cup it's home and away in the semifinals um, yeah that's right yep and uh you know i i think they have a chance and and uh you know i i i, I would be interested to see what his lineup is here i i think he might value the semifinal a little bit more than a than a third round play against a top two team in the premier league most definitely. Um, Sunday, couple of matches I'd like to hit on before the big one. Um, Luton versus Bolton. Reason why I say this, I'm looking now for teams outside the Premier League of the Championship who might make a little bit of noise. Bolton's got a player, Dion Charles, Northern Irish lad. He's been with that club for a few years. One of the top strikers in League One right now with 13 goals. Bolton coming into this on the strength of four straight victories. They're a team that's at the top or there, thereabouts, I think, in league. Are they top? They're second, uh, just behind Portsmouth, but a match in hand. So that could be one of those um, where they're going to try and make some noise as they look to try and gain promotion back to the championship. Peterborough leads. Now, again, for leads, I'm thinking that's going to be a team that's very much focused on the championship, getting through, getting back promoted to the Premier League. Peterborough are unbeaten in 10. Yeah. So they're a team that's doing well in League One also right there with Bolton there at 49 points in third. And they've got a guy called Kwame Poku who had a goal and assist in uh, the victory against Darby County New Year's Day. I think he's got some like 15 goal contributions in the league alone this season. So, again, another one of those teams, they're at home. Uh, the posh play out of the Weston Home Stadium. Uh, love those uh, <laughs> sponsors in there. But, uh, yeah, it could be another one of those teams that could make a little bit of noise. Those are the 9 a.m. matches, Shrewsbury against Wrexham. Paul Mullen did his thing. Apparently, uh, What was it? Stephen Fletcher got a hat trick on the weekend. Mullen and Lee, Elliot Lee just signed new contracts through 2027. Everyone probably will have Wrexham going in that one in a landslide despite playing a league up. But Arsenal-Liverpool, I mean, if you wanted a match that every other team remaining in the competition is cheering about, just have one versus two in the league go against each other. 
Yeah, look, it's a massive game. Uh, Arsenal's done really well in this. In this uh, oh, sorry, I correct myself. One versus four right now in the league. Yeah, Arsenal's done really well. I mean, that's really kind of – this is the competition that's kind of uh, really uh, made this club relevant, to be honest. I mean, uh, over the last decade, I, you know, if you take away their FA Cup wins, I mean, they got to Europa League final uh, 2019, but uh, they haven't done much. So uh, they do value this. And, you know, once again, uh, you know, I, I, I think – I, I think both these teams here have bigger goals. So, you know, we're going to see some changes uh, in the squad. But, you know, if they get through, then they start to say, all right, you know, maybe we'll, we'll do something. But, you know, you got to get through this game first. So uh, it, I, I think it's going to be interesting. But, you know, don't expect to see, you know, both teams playing Premier League, especially with the game in, in a couple weeks down the line here uh, in the Premier League. So, uh you know, I, I think it's probably going to be a little bit of a weakened lineup, but it still could be a good game. Yeah, I mean, again, that's the highlighted fixture of the whole round, so it'll be fascinating to see. Um, just one other match that we have left, and that's one that I know you've actually been to in this fixture before. Uh, that would be the Monday night game. Again, the, uh, shall we say, a little bit controversial uh, 3 p.m. Eastern time, 8.15 kick. Yeah, 3.15 Eastern, 8.15 local. Trains will be already gone by the time the match ends. But Wigan against Manchester United, less than a decade ago, that was a regular Premier League fixture. Wigan currently right now, they are not having a great season. In fact, they're 17th in League One, just four points off the, the drop. Versus Man U, again, this is a chance to rotate their squad. And uh, word is that Onana has deemed himself available for not only this match, but their next league match against Tottenham before he goes to the wow, African Cup of Nations. Terrible news, terrible news. Uh, no, just kidding. Uh, Wigan is basically, I mean, Wigan is part of Greater Manchester. It's basically a suburb. It'd be like if, um, you know, Hamilton West was playing Trenton High or something like that. They're very close. Uh you know, they, they were rivals for a long time. Uh, Wigan is, you know, a big pie town, obviously. Big, big rugby town. Uh, there was always the thing with the football and the rugby. You know, um, sometimes when Manchester United would go and they won the title in 2008 on that last day, I think the whole – they gave them the whole stand. There must have been 15,000 United fans there uh, when Giggs scored that late goal. But, uh, you know, look – United made a run to the they, – they won the Carabao Cup last year. They made the final of the FA Cup. Uh, and, they you know, I thought they were competitive in that game against City. You know, they lost 2-1. Um, I think, you know, they, they should win this game. And maybe, you know, you got Casemiro training, Lisandro Martinez. You know, they're not going to probably play. Maybe they play a little part in it. Maybe, you know, maybe because it's Monday, maybe they get a chance to play a little bit of a part in it. Um, but, you know, and United – Manchester United needs this game, man. They can't can't lose this game. I once again, Ten Hag, man. I, you know, if he if he if they lose this game, he's in a lot of trouble. Uh, you know, Brailsford's in. Uh, Ashworth's coming. Like the, the the setup's coming. I you know I think they're gonna let him go, and, and probably bring somebody in at the end of the year. Unless you know, once again, we talked about that. But um, I I just you know where are the goals coming from. I, I just don't know, you know, I mean, you're going to play Anthony Marshall. You're trying to kick him out the door. Uh, you know, you, you play Joe Hugel, you know, he's been training with the, with the club, you know, he's been training with the big, 
big boys. And, and you know, I just don't know what, you know, Hoyland was ill last week. So maybe you get him to try to kickstart his season. So, uh, you know, hope maybe Mason Mount's back in. I, I think it's a little too soon, but you know, they're starting to get healthy. I just think they need this game badly. And, you know, for once, you know, can I just see a five nil result for Manchester United like playing against a team like this? Like just one time, man, five nil, just go out and smash somebody like they did under Ole a few times. It's not like you're asking for much, <laughs> but, you know, that, like, but it's, man, it's true. Like, you know, one time, just like go out and just smash somebody, but they just don't do it. You know, we'll see. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll see. But yeah. I, I don't know how you're feeling about this game. No, I mean, it. I always look at these cup matches as an opportunity. It, it doesn't matter for what club. It's an opportunity for someone to make a name for themselves, a chance to get a move. I mean, I actually wouldn't be surprised if Martial not only features, but I think he probably starts because it's an opportunity for him to showcase what he has. I like Hugel. I think he could be someone that could – you know, be a player, don't know where that will be, but I think he could be a player somewhere. But again, this is, it. it's kind of, as you mentioned, it's kind of a rivalry in, in some sense for Wigan. This could very well be their season. So I would not be surprised, especially with the extra days off um, with this being a Monday fixture that they're going to go for it. They're going to put out their best 11 possible, probably going to be a nasty night. I mean, we've seen the, you know, kind of the remnants of, was it Storm Hake, I believe it was, that just came through England? Yep. Not pretty. I assume it's not going to be pretty. Um, that, never is. No, nah, never is up there. So it'll be fun. Interesting, but it'll be fun. And this is going to be a great round. I'm looking forward to it. Again, in America, if you're listening here, uh, is all the matches are going to be on ESPN+. Plus. I haven't seen when the draw for the fourth round will be, but I'm going to presume it's at some point during the course of this third round. The fourth round will take it's place at the end of it's probably Monday before the before that show. To be honest, before the game starts yeah. on Monday, they'll they'll, they'll do it at, at Wigan. Uh, you know, in, in the lead up to the game, you know, that hour and a half pre match show that they For need sure. to have. Okay, so either Monday or perhaps Sunday after the conclusion Sunday, yeah, of the Arsenal Liverpool yeah. match, but yeah, the fourth that, round fourth round will be um, at the end of January. So we'll have thirty two winners progress, and of course, replays are still, I believe, in effect for this round so if there's a draw we will do it all over again in a week that's right all right the draw for the fourth round will be broadcast live at 315 oh, oh. last year <laughs> uh, it says october 23 so uh, yeah. it, it might be saturday okay well it'll pop up somewhere but uh, we'll good. talk about it when we return on tuesday sean a uh, good turnaround we uh, got this one out <laughs> pretty yeah, quickly yeah yep yeah, yeah. we you know and uh oh look always good to talk football so absolutely so guys take care enjoy the weekend's matches and we will see you all we're gonna get back to normal service and that will be starting next week on tuesday so we'll talk to you all then